Hello, this is Leslie Garfield-Tenzer, and this is Law to Fact. Today I'm giving you my own tips for exam season. Okay, so exam season's upon us. You don't have a lot of time to listen to these podcasts, but I wanted to end the semester with my top 10 tips for doing well on an exam. Some of them you've heard before, but it never hurts to hear them again. Let's get right into it. Tip number one, study on a 50-minute hour. What do I mean by that? Take an hour, study for 50 minutes, and then give yourself 10 minutes to surf the web, look at social media, etc. If you're doing both studying and looking at the web at the same time, then you're not doing either effectively. But if you could really study solidly for those 50 minutes and then give yourself a 10-minute break, all the better. If you need a 15-minute break, that's fine. Just add a little more. And by the way, if you study on a 50-minute hour, then I assure you that those 50 minutes are going to be such pure studying that you won't need as many hours as you think to get everything done. Tip number two, make a time management calendar. So I learned this trick when I decided to do a um, triathlon, and I bought the book Triathlon for Dummies. And what the book suggested, and believe me, I am no athlete, but I just decided I needed the challenge. I did complete it, and I was nowhere near the front, but that's besides the point. Anyway, the book suggested that you keep a time management calendar of when you did the running, when you swam, when you biked. And so the night before the race, you could look back And you could say, yeah, I really did do all this stuff. I really am ready for this race. And I suggest the same for you. You may only have 10 days left until final season is over. But even if you have such a little amount of time, make a time management calendar now. Write down what you're going to do when. Check off that you did it. And then the night before the exam, take a look and see just how much you've done before you walk into the exam. And you will feel really prepared. Step number three. This is a big one. Get yourself out of that undergraduate head, especially first semester law students. This is super important. What got you into law school was the ability to listen to a lecture, memorize it, and then tell the professor you learned everything the professor had to say. Well, while I believe it's true that you take the professor, not the course, I think it's important to recognize that the professor doesn't want to hear that you know all the law. All the law you need is in the library. It's on a computer. When you go out and practice, the easiest part of practice is finding the law that you need. That's just a research skill. What the professor wants to know is that you can apply law to fact. Law to fact, that's where we got the name from. But that you can apply law to fact, that you are able to take a particular set of facts, figure out which law is applicable to those facts, and see how those facts would be resolved under the law for the reasons that precedent had previously decided those particular, or similar, I should say, facts. Let me say that again. I'm sure I won't say it in the same way, but let me say that again. The professor is looking to see that you can take a particular set of facts Identify the law that's applicable to those facts. Take the facts and apply them to the law, considering the reasons that precedent had treated a similar set of facts under the same law, and predict the outcome. They're never going to ask you what are the elements of battery. They're never going to ask you what happened in Penoria versus Neff. All they're asking you is to analyze, apply law to fact. Get out of that undergraduate head. Number four. Following on that, to me, the best exams are the ones that are really just legal memos without the citations. 
So think about how you wrote the memo for your legal research and writing class and kind of do a condensed, speedier version of that. Think about how you had to apply precedent in that course. It's the same thing here. The precedent are just the cases that you learned in the class. Number five, try, if at all possible, not to stress. I again encourage you to check out our stress episode. But try not to stress. Every moment you're stressing is a moment you could be studying. Not easy, but try for it. Number six, and I kind of said this before, you do not need every waking moment to study. You can shower. You do not get extra points on an exam for greasy hair. If you study effectively and study smartly, you have time to do other things. So give yourself some self-care during this exam period. Number seven, take practice exams before you take the exam. Think about when you studied for the LSAT. The actual LSAT was not the first time you took an LSAT exam. You took practice exams. The same is true for law school. You should take practice exams. And when I say take practice exams, it doesn't mean that you have to sit down for three hours once a day. You can do mini exams. You could do questions and examples and explanations. I happen to love that book. Just do practice questions and review them. Because after all, what's going to get you the most points on an exam is the ability to analyze facts and apply them to the law. And practice exams teach you that best. The memorization part of studying is important, don't get me wrong, but that tends to lead to those kind of treatise exam answers which don't get you all the points. And keeping with the theme of taking practice exams, I can't emphasize enough a point I learned from Lori Zimmett on her podcast with me, which is take one practice exam in a crowded area so you're used to taking an exam with distractions. I call that the Tiger Woods theory of taking exams. Tiger Woods' dad used to drop balls and bang pots and all these things to teach him now not to be distracted. You're as good as Tiger Woods. You can do it. Number eight, so important, write for an uninformed reader. I cannot tell you how many times students come to me after exams with grades that they're not happy with, and I look at their exam, and they say, well, why didn't you explain to me the elements of battery? And the student says, well, I know you know the elements of battery. I didn't want to offend you. Wrong. You are not writing for your professor. You are writing for an uninformed reader, a judge who isn't familiar with the law because they have too much law to think about, a client who doesn't know the law. And here's where I'll cite you to my most favorite movie clip as it relates to exams. There's a movie called Philadelphia. It's with Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks, and it's spectacular. This movie takes place in the 1990s when AIDS awareness was first becoming important and the crisis was really escalating. And in the movie, Tom Hanks plays kind of a white shoe Wall Street lawyer who has AIDS and is fired for AIDS discrimination. And no one will take his case. And so he goes to Denzel Washington, who's the classic ambulance chaser. In fact, you see him the first scene. He's in an emergency room handing out his card. And Tom Hanks explains in a very erudite way his case and why he thinks it has a case. And Denzel Washington leans back, puts his hands on his temples of his forehead, and says to Tom Hanks' counselor, explain it to me like I'm a two-year-old. And that is what you are doing on exams. You are explaining it to your professor like you're a two-year-old. If you do that, you will make sure to cover every single base. By the way, you can see this on YouTube. Click Philadelphia, explain this to me like I'm a two-year-old, and it comes right up. That leads me to another super important point, number eight. 
analyze every element of a hypothetical, no matter whether one of the elements cannot be proven. So, for example, let's go to our battery again. Let's say that you have a hypothetical where somebody accidentally grabs a plate from someone else. And battery is the intent to cause harmful or offensive contact with another, and harm results. So, we don't have the intent because it was accidental, but he grabbed a plate. Ding, 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 Fisher versus Carousel. That should remind you. Now, on an exam, and this has happened to my students, if you start with battery requires proof of intent, here there was no intent because the defendant did this accidentally, you'd get points for that, but then you'd miss all the points that I had allocated for the contact element. I want to know that you can analyze every element and think about every element. This is a common mistake that could be so easily cured. Make sure if you are analyzing elements that you analyze every single element. How do you do that? Well, on this exam, in this particular case, the defendant did not have intent, then I would say, but if he did have intent, and I would go on to analyze the other elements. Number nine, don't talk about an exam after it's over. Again, making it about me for just a second, I remember in law school coming out of an exam and one of my friends saying to me, did you spot that mistake of law question on the criminal law exam? I did not spot it and I panicked. I panicked so much that I couldn't focus on my next exam. I mean, how good can I do on my next exam? I told myself if I missed an issue. And the reality was there was no mistake of law question on my criminal law exam. The other student had seen it incorrectly. Do not talk about exams with anybody after exams. Which brings me to my last point, number 10. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. You've got a long way to go. So pace yourself. Study effectively. Shower. Go to the gym if that's what you like to do. Watch some movies a little bit if that's what you like to do. Have a meal with some friends if that's what you like to do. But also set expectations for those who aren't in law school that this may be a time that you are not that available. And remember, as soon as you're done with that first exam, you still have another exam. And then you have another one after that. And some of you even have more after that. So this is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And those are my top 10 points. Just to repeat them quickly, use a 50-minute hour, make a time management calendar, get out of your undergrad head. The best exams are ones that are kind of legal memos written in a quick fashion. Try not to stress because every minute you're stressing is a minute that you're not studying. You don't need every moment to study if you study effectively. Write for an uninformed reader. Analyze every element on an exam, even if you find that you can't prove one of the elements. And finally, do not talk about the exam after it's over. So that's it. Bonus 11, make sure on an exam you apply law to fact. Best of luck on exams. Enjoy your holiday season. And thank you so much for listening to Law to Fact. As you know, this is my own little labor of love pet project. And all that makes me happy is that people are listening. It would make me super happy if you want to give me a Christmas or Hanukkah present to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have a great holiday. We'll be posting, but not with such frequency over the holidays. But as always, if you need to contact us, you can reach us at lawdefact at gmail.com. And thanks to www.bensound.com for the music. Best, best, best of luck.